Hey there. Let's talk about maintaining your weight loss without counting calories. This uh, actually was a topic idea suggested by Steve. If you're on Instagram, he's he's at gymnative47. And um, what I like about Steve is that he watches a lot of the IGTV videos that I do. And he will... Uh, he will point out the stuff that he agrees with me on. He'll also point out the stuff that he doesn't agree with me on and um, is always very thoughtful in the uh, in the stuff that he says and not only in, in the comments on, on, you know, videos and posts, but like on what he puts out. So uh, I do, while you're listening to this, go check out what he's doing on Instagram because uh, over the last few years, he's really, really changed changed his life uh, through through the uh, the active lifestyle that he's been building so um, but he came up with this and it's it is a it, it's it's kind of like the uh, it, it's one of the end-all be-alls right like I, I think when people are talking about wanting to be when they talk about maintenance one thing they want in maintenance is to be able to do this stuff without having to really focus on calorie counting. Um, and I think the short answer on this is how, how do you do it is I, I think one of the most important things is to surround yourself with people both uh, in day-to-day life and online that are doing the behavior that you want to be doing. Okay, so that they're modeling it for you, and they're ones that you can go to on a regular basis, and not even uh, you can have conversations with them. But when you start seeing people that are doing it this way, to where they're just living that active lifestyle, and they're not, um, they're they're not fixating on the number or tracking the number, and the number really is is not a part of what they're doing, and they're still being able to maintain the uh the results that they've gotten and that's that's a that's a whole nother thing because by the way um when you're in maintenance like you have to have an acceptable window that you're going to allow your weight to fluctuate so i think you once once you get to your goal number you have to and and probably before all of this stuff you should be doing before you actually get to the number um you you should have an acceptable range for you to for your weight to fluctuate and by the way there should be kind of a that range within it you're going to have kind of a a little bit of a of a uh kind of a a, a safety guardrail almost to whereas like if you're saying okay I'm going to allow myself to go between 15 pounds is still acceptable like uh, you know up and down, up or up being kind of this this 15 pound range but you also, in your mind, if I get to where I'm eight or ten pounds up, it's time to tighten things back up. Now, so you're going to have that. You're going to have kind of a, and I think if you're not counting calories, you still are going to be doing progress updates. Okay, and and what I defined as a as a progress update is that you're not only getting on the scale, but every time you get on the scale, you're doing a waist measurement. And you're taking progress photos. 
And the reason you do that is so if you're doing three things that you're focusing on every time you measure progress, then you're not looking at one individual way of measuring progress as any more important than the others. Okay. You're going to continue doing that. So, cause you're still going, if you're doing that now while you're losing weight, you're, you should be doing that afterwards as well. So if you're, if you're doing progress updates every week or every other week now, you're going to continue to do that every week or every other week. That way you can, you know, you can see that big picture, things are pretty much staying the same. And, but again, like your weight's going to fluctuate, but by the time you get to the point where you're at the goal weight, you know, a few pounds up here is not going to be a big deal. Now, I'm not saying within two weeks, the 15 pounds, I'm saying within a couple of weeks going up or down, you know, two to four pounds with everything else pretty much staying the same is, is not going to be a big deal. So, you know, but, but again, I, th- I think the, the easiest way to maintain results without tracking calories is to surround yourself with other people that are actually doing it. And so that, that's the first thing. Now, the second thing, <clears throat> you have to really be working on something now where the program you're doing is something that you feel like you're going to be able to do for the rest of your life. I'm actually, I'm a huge, huge, huge advocate for counting calories early on. And that could be within however, I mean, it could literally be the first months or years on your on, on the life journey that you're on. Now, um, you know, again, the, the weight loss portion of this, once you really are looking at this as, okay, what are the things that I can control on a day-to-day basis? What's right in front of me? When you start building a, a plan that's focusing on that stuff, and then at the same time, you're like, okay, I want to lay a foundation for the things that I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Once you really start doing this, and you start having those minimum daily action goals, those MDAs, tying those into weekly weekly goals, doing the progress updates, and then looking back at the information and evaluating and adjusting as you go on, once you're doing this is okay, I want to build these skills and habits for the rest of my life, the weight loss portion relative to the rest of the time you're going to be doing this will be relatively will will be be short by comparison. Now, that's really difficult to say if you're somebody that's been dieting for years or decades, right? Because this is part of, like, this is just always what it's been. Um, And believe me, if somebody would have told me when I was 28 years old, so like, you know, over over a decade in of dieting at at this point, um, that that the weight loss would take care of itself and it's not as important. And if I just do the stuff that's in front of me, the weight's going to take care of itself. I I would have absolutely called bullshit on it. I would have been like, yeah, well it's a weight loss journey. I need to focus on weight loss. But what I can tell you uh, almost a decade after that time and doing this for the living this way for the better part of, of at least the over the last six years, you, you just, the weight doesn't matter as much. The scale number doesn't, 
define you because you really do over time focus on the stuff that's within your control and realize that the scale is going to work itself out. And if the scale goes up a little bit, it can go down with just a couple of minor tweaks. It doesn't mean that, you know, you've, you've failed at anything, but this whole, like what I always want to want to say, cause like, here's the thing, if I'm putting something out on a podcast or a video, it's a very general statement. Now I like podcasts more so because I can go longer on these. Like even if I do IGTV, I have 10 minutes. Um, so I don't get to go, I can go into more detail, but I don't, I can't go into like every single specific and I'm never going to, you know, like when you talk about stuff like this, you're, you're not gonna be able to go into every specific. So when I talk about from a general sense, I'm like, okay, you need to, if you, if you focus on the stuff that's right in front of you, you set daily and weekly goals on it, you execute on those. And then, um, and, and then you make new goals, evaluate, adjust, look at the, the way in the, the progress photos and the measurements, look at those as data points and strip all emotion away from those and just keep moving forward and realize that, you know, what you do now is what you're going to be doing in maintenance, um, you know, decades from now. It sounds very neat, clean, and simple. The reality of it is it's going to take years for many, many people to actually get that. And, you know, what I think is good about what Steve brought up here is like this, this really is something that, you know, you have to have strategies for. How are you going to do this without counting calories? How are you going to do this without, you know, being borderline and sometimes over the line of obsessive over counting, which I think a lot of folks that have been trying to lose weight for, and by the way, like just because you lose the weight doesn't mean that you're out of the mindset doesn't mean that you're not going to gain the weight back and doesn't mean that you're not going to be trying to lose weight again. It can be a very, very vicious cycle. And it takes time to really, really figure out how you can actually do this because you're trying to unlock, you know, a very, very complicated relationship that you have with yourself and your history with dieting and your history, your relationship with food. There's so much stuff that really factors into it. Now, but what I can tell you is that if you surround yourself with other people that, because there, there are people out there, guys, there's, there's actually, I would say probably millions of people that are very active and like they pretty much maintain their weight, but you really have to define they're, they're okay with the fact that they do end up gaining some weight at certain points in their life. And then when that happens, they just kind of shrug and they they don't make drastic changes. They just get back to doing the things that they were doing, and their weight regulates themselves regulates itself. And it probably actually isn't even as high as fifteen pounds. It's probably they stay within a ten pound range, and they're cool with it. And there is no internal dialogue of beating themselves up when the um, when the scale number goes up. The problem is is that there's so many of us that are very vocal on the other end that have been dieting for years. And I will lump myself into that because, again, from from the very end of 1996 to you know the to to 2012, I was dieting. I mean, I and I you know I'll even say like because we went on a vacation, we went on an Alaskan cruise um, in 2013, and I remember because I I got what because like you do this like you 
you, um, you, on, before you go on vacation, you like get on the scale to see what you weigh. And like for this, this vacation, like I was going to try to, um, I was going to try to gain as much weight as I could. Like I was going to eat, I was going to do all the eating. So it wasn't that I was necessarily trying to gain weight. I was trying to eat all the food. I succeeded by the way. But like, so, I mean, up through then, like it, it was funny because that, that one I actually might, I should probably use that as kind of the point when the whole diet thing really clicked that I didn't need to do it anymore. Um, cause I stopped doing, I, I really stopped doing paleo before that. I don't remember the exact date, but I, I know that leading up to that, to that vacation, um, that I was still like that, that I wasn't following paleo, but I remember I went on that vacation and, um, I gained this weight and then I got off the, so I got off the, we, we got back from vacation. I got on the scale. I was up nine pounds and I remember I was like, Oh man, I was really wanting to gain 20. But what I, what I realized is we got back on a Sunday and I got on the scale Thursday. It was gone. Every bit of it, every bit of that weight was gone. So for a week, I literally did nothing but eat and chill out and have, have some drinks, not exercise. I put some weight on and literally in less time it was gone. So, but I say that to say, okay, you know what? I could really say that maybe that, that, that was the last time that it really clicked that I'm like, wow, like my body's really going to take care of itself. And I mean, I guess I could even say then like that was, that was maybe the last time I did an actual diet. So even when I lost, like in between there, like between 96 and that, that trip on 20 in 2013, there were so many diets and I, I had lost weight. I gained weight. I, you know, did different. And, And even when it wasn't like when I got past the initial weight loss, it wasn't called dieting. It was bulking up and, and, and cutting like, you know, cause I was spending, I was, I worked at a gym for part of that and I was hanging out in the gym and that's like what we called it, but it was still dieting. Like it was always, I was always trying to make a certain weight to, and, and that was going to be like, that was the goal. Like that was going to be what fixed things, but it never did. And then like when I, once I got out of that, I ended up gaining weight back and I had to go through and do a, a major overhaul again and had to, had to you know, lose weight. But I mean, the, the last time I, like the last time I actually dieted, um, I, I just, I started building my own lifestyle after that. And for for the last, so if we're talking again, if we're looking at the summer of 2013, that would make it six years. So I've been doing this for six years, but I can tell you that like, it takes time. But when you start living this way, you don't worry about the weight. I still get on the scale. In fact, I posted this on Instagram the other day. Um, just like my, my log that I have and, you know, and and this is kind of where I guess I'll, I'll transition it. So like the way to, to wrap up Steve's question, and we'll probably touch back on some things here. You one have to surround yourself with people that are already doing living this way that aren't tracking. Um, so it becomes normal for you 
to see other people actually doing this. The other part is you come up with the actual tactics. Um, you know, if, if you're looking at tracking as a tool you're using in the short term, just to be able to eyeball portions and, you know, after a, a few months or even a few years, you're at some point, you're like, I, I can do this without tracking. Then you start doing it. So at some point during your weight loss journey, um, I like doing everything in two month segments. Okay. So if you've been, say you've been tracking food for six months, you feel like you know what you've been eating. You can eyeball portions. You're still in the midst of your waist, weight loss journey. So for the next two months, try it without tracking, take the training wheels off. You can always put them back on, um, but take them off. And again, continue to come up with daily goals, weekly goals, and doing progress updates. So then you can look back at the data you've collected over the last two months when you're not tracking and say, okay, how do I feel about this? Even if you gained a little bit, are you like, okay, I gained a little bit, but I feel comfortable enough that I'm going to be able to eat the way that I'm eating now without tracking food. Um, and I can do it moving forward. If the answer in your head is an honest yes, cool. Then you can continue to do another two-month block where you're not tracking. So I, I think that's the thing, too. I, I think you you actually test this whole thing of not tracking to, um, you know, you, you test it out and see how it goes. And then if it's working for you and you feel comfortable with it, do it for another two months if you're not comfortable with it, you can always go back to tracking. Um, so that's, that's going to be, uh, but again, your, your, your goal then for yourself is to be able to do this without tracking because, you know, a, a lot of times people have been tracking calories for years. It just becomes something that they do. So you need to have an actual plan and you need to test out an actual plan that you don't want to be counting calories for life. And then you have to actually be able to test it out. So the other part here that he said, so let's see, um, because his, his comment on my video about calories and, and the video was about calories. Don't get tripped up on trying to be 100% accurate with your calorie counting, uh, because the labels are estimated one. And then two, even if the labels were 100% accurate, the amount, how food responds in, in each and every person's body is going to be different. So the amount of calories they're going to get absorbed and the amount of calories they're going to get used and how your body reacts and how all the chemical reactions are going to play into it. There's so many variables that an estimate is good enough. And meaning like if you're tracking and you end up tracking within a range of being within 22 to 2400 calories a day. And over time you've been losing weight doing this, just doing your regular active plan, then you know that that estimate, it doesn't have to be 100% correct because the numbers that you're hitting within that range, it's, it's working for you and it's not working for you in the short term. It's been working for you over time. Again, we're talking in a matter of, of at least months. Um, so the rest of, but his entire comment was, I think you hit the nail on the head with comfortable and right reasons, but you can't ignore the fact that once a goal is achieved, many rebound. True. That partly, partly because of the goal basis, but more so because humans rationalize and that portion size gets bigger and bigger. 
So maybe some top tips on how to control without counting. So, you know, he's, he's right. Like a lot of people are going to rebound, but I think again, that that rebound, you have to decide what's going to be an acceptable rebound and I guess redrop for you is going to be, you know, I, I said have, um, you know, like for me personally, it is that 15 pounds, but then if I notice that I'm going up, you know, somewhere closer to seven or eight pounds, I kind of have that guardrail of, okay, let's, let's tighten things up a little bit. Um, so I, I think, I think you have to know what's going to be an acceptable number for you to bounce between. And I think, um, I, I think again, setting yourself up now to be, to, to really focus on the end goal, not being counting calories. Now, again, if you're somebody like, if you're doing this now and you're like, I I really enjoy counting calories. Like I like seeing the numbers and there are people like this that that they really like, they do enjoy it, but they're not doing it because they feel like they'd fit that otherwise, but that they really enjoy it. It's not like they're just doing it though, because they feel like if they stop doing it, they would completely fall off. Okay. So if you really like doing it, then keep doing it. I mean, that's the underlining thing with all this stuff. Because again, if you're doing stuff that you like to do, there's a good chance you're going to do it for the rest of your life. And that's, that's the biggest thing for me is I want to make sure that you're building something now that you can do for the rest of your life. Now, so, but for, you know, the, and, and he's right. And when, when we talk about people rationalize and then the portion size gets bigger, that really comes back to the people and environment you're, you're setting yourself up. And, and there are a lot of people that are in that, that are in the, uh, weight loss community that feel like they somehow think maintenance is going to look much different than what they're doing now. Um, you know, so that's why it's really important that when you're, when you're building your active lifestyle around this stuff, that it's something that you really enjoy. Now it doesn't mean that like you're two years into this. So this is every, like this type of workout is all the workouts you're going to do. And this way of eating is the only foods that you're going to eat. There's going to be things over time that change with your preferences. The thing is, is when you have a foundation around the stuff that you like now, you can gradually work things in and out. And it's a lot less it consumes a lot less mental energy than when you're trying to like find the right plan and jump from program to program and perpetually keep trying to lose weight and, or, and, and really even when you lose the weight, then you're trying to figure out another way to like fix the stuff that's going on in your head to begin with. Cause I mean, that's, you know, that that's the other thing that a lot of this stuff comes back to is that why are you trying to lose weight? If you're, if you're trying to get healthy and you're trying to become a fitter version of yourself, okay? If you are exercising regularly and you're following an eating plan that is based around your preferences, and, and the quick and easy for me, and this starting out is going to end up being a lot of calorie counting, but the, the quickest and easiest way for me to explain an eating plan is find a food that, or excuse me, find, find an eating plan that is based around the foods that you prefer eating and then eat the least amount of food that you can without feeling deprived. The moment you feel like you're being deprived, you need to up the amount of, of food that you're eating. So 
there's all kinds of things that fit into that. You could fit one of the popular diets into it. You can build your own eating plan. You start with tracking, which again, I think is something that's really good for people to do when they're, when they're really trying to do this for real this time. But they, when I say do it for real, I mean like really develop something they're going to be able to do for life. Okay. When, when you get to that point, like tracking is most likely going to be a part of that in the beginning, but then you, again, you take the training wheels off, which is really, really important for this and you see how it goes. And then you, if, if it works out and you continue doing it, then great. If you need to go back to tracking and you're like, I'm not ready to do this yet, then that's fine too. Cause again, like when you're going through the weight loss process, like the part of this that involves weight loss, you're, you're testing things out. You're seeing what works for you and what doesn't. This isn't something where you're comp- competing against anyone else. You're developing skills. Take your time to develop habits and skills. It doesn't matter if so-and-so lost X amount of pounds in six months, one year, or however long, if they gain it back. And there's a lot of people in the weight loss community following a lot of different um, ways of doing this stuff that are going to, that, that seem to be on top of the world right now, but they're going to gain the, the weight back because they don't have the foundation. You're building a foundation right now. And, you know, part of this is that if you're setting yourself up for the, that, that, the, the long term, start thinking about how, what you're doing now is something you're going to do for the rest of your life. And if you get to the, if, if you can get to the point where again, like if you don't enjoy calorie counting and you can test it now and get to the point where you don't have to do it all the time, you actually can stop calorie counting while you're in your weight loss journey. You don't even have to wait till you get to your goal weight. So, I mean, that, that's, that's how you do it because while it is absolutely, and I would say scientifically proven, um, and I don't get into the nutrition science much. I, I'm, but I'm 100, I 100% believe that people regain. Uh, but I also believe there's an entire community of folks out there that don't focus on the scale, that do the actions and efforts on a daily basis and are, are you know, they, they still, they'll use the scale as a data point. They, you know, they either weigh in at home or that maybe they just go to, get on the scale when they go to the doctor. I mean, you know, and I know a few people that actually do that. So it, it is about who you surround yourself with. Um, so I think the underlining thing is, is if you're, if you're testing things out now to where you are trying to do this without tracking and, and looking at it as from an honest evaluation, once it's done and, and figuring out how to move forward, then that's how you can actually do this. Um, once you hit your goal weight and you don't have to worry about tracking. But again, it is important to continue. However, whatever your frequency is for the progress updates now, uh, you want to keep that, you, you want that to be something you can maintain. So a lot of times, cause people, you know, I, I have, I have, um, folks I work with that weigh in daily and, you know, I am fine with that. If it's somebody that I'm working with and they're just doing the, the scale number, then, you know, if that's all they want to do, they shoot me that number and we talk about it as needed. But if somebody's doing that on doing it on their own, I suggest if you're doing daily weigh-ins, then do 
the daily waist measurement and the daily progress photos. And then when somebody snaps back and they're like, well, wait, that's too much. I don't want to do that. That's too excessive. Well, then don't get on the scale as much. If you can't look at the scale number and just put it to the side, if you can just put it to the side and look at it as a data point, then just get on the scale. That's the whole thing. Um, but whatever it is you do now has to be something that you can maintain. Uh, long after you've lost the weight. So start building that now and develop habits and skills now. And again, that, that's a very general statement. Um, any comments or questions that you have on that, you can always, always DM me on it. Um, the other, cause like the other thing that I want to talk about when we're doing weight loss, uh, while we're talking about this, I, I want to touch on it a little bit is that I posted something the other day. Um, let me get on here of my Instagram. So I get over here, dead silence here. So, um, I thought this was, I, I got on the scale, um, the other day, two days ago on the 23rd. Um, and I was 197.8. So put that on there. And I look back cause I, I keep a record now. Um, of, of the weigh-ins that I do. And we had the, my weight on, um, December 31st was 210 pounds. That was, I, I knew that was overstated because I had, I typically I'm, I'm fortunate enough to where I can actually go and visit my in-laws and have a bit of a vacation the last week and a half of the year. So typically that's my time where I'm not health and fitness, anything I'm eating all the food I'm hanging out. I'm not working out. Like I'm just, I'm chilling. So I knew when I came back on December 31st, like every other year, my weight's going to be higher. So, you know, I was 210, 210.4. And then so this was a whole thing. And I had a buildup with this where for, for January, I was going to diet. Okay. I was going to try to drop the weight and I was going to try to drop as much weight as I could. And I was doing like all the tactics. Okay. And I even, cause I talked about this on a podcast episode and as I was going through it, I actually wanted to stop because a couple of weeks in, I started to feel those old dieting tendencies that I had. Remember I, I told you guys earlier, like I did this stuff for 15 years like, you know, the dieting tendencies were coming back. Now <clears throat> I did finish it out. Um, Amy, Jim of the gym and I were talking about this a lot back, uh, back in January. So 1231, I was 210.4, uh, February 1st, I was 202.6. So I lost almost eight pounds in a month. So there you go. And, and that's the trick guys. If you gain a bunch of weight, um, that's, through eating food and being inactive and retaining water and having all kinds of crazy stuff going on in your body, uh, you'll drop it dramatically once you get back to your normal routine. So, uh, I went from 202 and then I got me, I, I weighed, <clears throat> I weighed in, in May 19th, I was 205, May 31st, 204, 615, 200, um, Seven seven two zero four eight three two hundred, and this past weekend one ninety seven point eight. So my point in posting this was basically from February first. We could even say we could even say so like through February first 
February 1st through August 3rd, I stayed within the same two to three pounds. Now, the reason I posted this, and the reason this is an important thing to, to like tie into to um, the question and, that Steve asked, is that a lot of times people really start changing things up quickly. And I will tell you, when I was doing these weigh-ins, this, these numbers didn't make me push through any workout that I did any harder. Um, I also didn't get into my head and like not work out for a few days because, um, of the number I saw on the scale. Now I can tell you, as a matter of fact, I can actually go back and look at this on my Fitbit. Um, I definitely worked out at least five days a week through this entire time since the beginning of the year. This has been a very, very, very active year for me. This has also been a year for me where I've had a lot of other things going on, um, most of which really, really fantastic, wonderful things besides me focusing 100% on trying to like lose weight. I've just, I've, I've tried to really make sure that that, you know, the way that I'm doing this again is something that I'm going to be doing for life because that, that's something that <clears throat> while I've talked about it and it's kind of happened, I haven't been, I hadn't before really coming into this year while I could say, yes, this is how I'm going to be eating for the rest of my life. I've started to ask myself like the stuff that I'm doing now, is this laying down a solid lifelong foundation? So I've been very purposeful over this year about how I'm actually doing it. Again, this is for the better part. Like I can tell you, I, I could tell you even when I was dieting to where I'm not dieting, I've averaged, I, I'm confident in saying four workouts a week, every week. I do take breaks here and there. Uh, every few months, I just take a week off from exercising completely and I'm cool with it. I don't miss the gym. The gym is always there when I come back to it. Like it's always there. Um, you know, but like, I'm someone that's, that's fairly active. I get, I, um, I get more than enough produce a day. I probably am getting, cause I don't, that's another thing is I don't, I've not, uh, tracked anything at all. I'll get to that, but I eat probably, uh, I would say at least six servings of produce a day. I get around most days I get about 120 ounces all the way up to uh, to a gallon of water a day, um, and you know. But the other part of this is I have not tracked since June. I haven't tracked food. Now, what I have done is that um, I took I, I've I took a group through. There's a group going through the Precision Nutrition Program, the Pro Coach Program that I'm doing through uh, PN that I'm I'm coaching them through, and. This was the first time in a couple of years that I put myself through as a full-on participant. So I'm going through the program. So since I, we started doing that the first part of July, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm basically, the only skills that I'm going to use and the only tools I'm going to, I'm basically going to use precision nutrition. I will document some of this stuff on Instagram. I will talk about some of this stuff on the podcast, but I'm not going to be counting calories and I'm not like, I'm just, I'm going to focus on the habits. So that's what I'm, I'm doing. Like I, so I've not, and tracking for me, 
Calorie counting for me personally, um, very, is just, it's a very checkered thing for me. It's something that when I did it, I would really, really dive into the numbers. And like when I first started doing it, because I started, um, I, the, the, when I really started calorie counting was, um, back in the summer, uh, spring and summer of 2002. And back then it was, it was with a notebook. Okay. So I really got into it then. And what I would do is I would, I would write down the calories, fat, saturated fat, carbs, didn't write down sugar. Sugar wasn't as, as, uh, for me at least at that point, wasn't as big of a thing, but I would write carbs, protein, and fiber. And I would total this up with a calculator every day. I had a notebook. I was very meticulous about it. And it caused me to lose a, a ton of weight, got me down to my lowest weight. Um, you know, but over the years, as I went from tracking on a notebook pad to tracking in the desktop, the fit day desktop, uh, software, uh, back in the, again, the early to mid two thousands to using my plate and then using the, my plate app, um, and then having a, my fitness pal account and getting tight, you know, like having a streak on my fitness pal. Um, I, I just like, it's one of those things where I looked at it as well. I might as well track because it worked for me for so long. I have clients that are tracking, so maybe I should track too. And so that I can, you know, demonstrate, air quotes, um, what I want them to, you know, what what I want them to be doing. But, you know, I, I always felt that I was, in the last couple of years, I was happiest when I wasn't tracking. But, and then going back to hear what we're, what we're talking about with, uh, with Steve's question, you know, it just, it was something that I always kind of relied on. So then what I had to do, like, but when I wasn't tracking is when I was happiest with this stuff. And as you can tell, like, I mean, and that, and through 20, I, I, at some point in early, it, it might've even been last year. Um, I ended my, my fitness pal streak. I had a, I had a, I mean, my streak was like, um, it was like a year or so that I was logging in, um, you know, and, and doing that stuff. And like, I let the streak go. That was the first thing I did was I let the streak go. And then there were still instances of me tracking because like you kind of, you, you can definitely talk to yourself and say, okay, well, you know, I have this tool. I want to model, you know, that other people, um, you know, I, I want to model this because I think other people, you know, that I'm, I'm telling other people to do it. So I should model it. But then I was like, but I don't want to track food for the rest of my life. I, it's a good tool, but it's also something I want to get away from. Cause when I think of, of counting calories, um, it just like, it works it has worked for me as far as weight loss, but I'm like, I don't like doing it and I don't want to come back to it. And if I never track another, um, now sometimes, I mean, like I put food in here or there, like to see what the, what the macro breakdown is percentage wise. Cause you can do that on my fitness pal. Like I'll just enter something and look at it and either just leave it there or take it out. 
Um, <clears throat> but like, personally, I didn't want to do that for the rest of my life. And I have a hunch that there's a lot of people that don't want to count calories for the rest of their life. And that there's a lot of people that want to get to that. I mean, it's funny, like intuitive eating is supposed to be what you do when you're not dieting, although it's like kind of wrapped up and marketed like a diet, right? So, but I mean, like if that's the thing you're wanting to do, basically where you're not participating in all this diet stuff, then I think a lot of people want to get away from not counting calories. And I know that was me. That that was, for me, that was what I wanted to do. Like, if I really was honest with myself and be like, okay, how much of the stuff that you're doing right now do you want to do for the rest of your life? So calorie counting was not one of those things that I want to do for the rest of my life. So I stopped doing it. And, you know, I've still been working out consistently. I've been drinking my water. I've been eating my produce. And I have been doing uh doing the foundations that we talk about in PM which is uh, eating slower and not eating till the point of being completely stuffed um and when i say that like again people will hear that and think oh well, you do that at every meal no i don't do that at every meal but i'm conscious of it and any time that you actually slow down and see how long it, and and the, the easiest way to see how long your um the, the easiest way to see how how long it's taking you to eat a meal is you just time it. Sometimes I I just use the I just use the stopwatch on my phone. Sometimes I forget. Sometimes I'm, I remember it. And I'm just like eh, I don't want to time this, but I'm aware of it. And the reason you time what you eat, how long it takes you to eat at times, is so you have a benchmark and you can look at it and say, okay, I'm going to try to slow this down. But the reason you do that is if you slow it down, you end up eating less. Because I know a huge thing. And I mean, look, this was me. Like, this is like, I was a fast eater. I'm still at times a fast eater just because of like how busy things got. That's fine. I, I think the underlining thing with all this stuff is are you comfortable with what it, how you're doing? In this context we're talking about how you're doing with fitness and weight loss are you happy with how you're doing this if you are great if you're not figure out the stuff that you need to do but you know part of why i posted that i, I was really excited to see that number uh th that series of numbers because it's like i have been on a plateau for um at the very least i can say it really hasn't moved much from february until the first part of august and here we are at the end of august and we're, we're talking about a five pound difference, but I'm ecstatic because of all the other stuff that's happened. I should pro I could probably, well, you know, I could actually just fit it into this podcast. Cause why not? This is a 42 minute long podcast at this point. Um, there's a lot of things that I've been able to do this year, both from a, a workout perspective. Like when that started, I was just trying to figure out what I was, how I was going to do the 10 K at the, at the flying pig. So in the fall is when we talked about this, um, and this was a rash at shred happens and Gary Cantrell at Gary Cantrell on Instagram. And I remember when I was on vacation, I was like, I'm going to start, I'm going to go back to, to figure, I'm going to figure out how to do this in January. 
and I was nervous about it because the last time that I was really doing a lot of walking was when I um I was doing all the Fitbit challenges and I gradually cuz I gradually had an overuse injury in my foot. It was a stress it was a stress fracture. Um the, I went and saw an orthopedic. We talked about what the symptoms were. Um this was a stress fracture. So um it 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 was, you know, it, it, well, let me, let me back that up. I went to the orthopedic when I had plantar fasciitis. Sorry. That was about a year before the stress fracture happened. <laughs> a little bit of a blur now. Um, and basically when I went to that orthopedic, he's like, I told him what my symptoms were. I told him what I thought it was with uh, plantar fasciitis. He's like, yeah. And so we talked, we talked about, he's like, do this. Here's the treatment you need to do. And that was it. He's like, yeah, you're right. So he's like, yeah, you're right on all this. Pay your copay when you walk out. Um, so when I, when I had the thing going on with my foot, like I knew what it was. It was a gradual wound up being, you know, it would have been a stress fracture. I did not go to the orthopedic. I just started treating it. And I basic, but I basically lost, uh, over a year of my regular cardio training because of this. So like, I, uh, I was very hesitant once it healed up and I was able to do cardio on a regular basis to really start going on a training program, even for just a 5k. But I did. And the way I did it is I was doing two miles on an almost daily basis. Sometimes I would do three and sometimes I would do four. I actually only did the six miles at that point. Um, I think one time over the course of a day. Yeah. I I think I only hit six miles for the day once leading up to that race. Now, after the flying pig, I found out just how resilient, how, how well prepared my body was for the stuff that I put it through. Um, which was a major, major goal for me because after that race, Dude, with the CP, my hips, my, every joint from my hips down was on fire. Every muscle from my lower back down through my legs, I was just, I I was like, I I came home, I took a nap for like three hours, really tired. And I remember I woke up and I'm looking at the ceiling and I'm just like, I am dead. (laughs) I'm like, so I I literally had to spend a fair amount of time stretching myself to where I could like, I I literally rolled out of bed onto the floor, stretched myself out. And then was like, I have to get a shower because we were, we were meeting up with, with the folks that came in for the flying pig. And I'm like, son of a bitch, I can't move. (laughs) So that was on Saturday night. But the cool thing was by Sunday, I felt like I had just done a regular workout. And then by Monday I went to the gym and I did a hundred floors on the stair climber. And I did it like I did a full, I have to go back and see what my actual activity was for that day. But like my body bounced back. And I mean, 
So since then, I, I then was pushing my morning walks. For a while, I was doing a 5K a day. I've since stopped doing that because I want to do more of a balanced workout. So I do two miles of walking pretty much daily just to start my day. And then I do strength training and then I throw some flexibility work in it. Um, so from a, from a workout standpoint this year, like I've, and like I said, like none of those weigh-in numbers factored in, like they didn't make me want to do an extra workout. They didn't make me, you know, get in my head and miss workouts. Like I've just, I've, I've been very, very consistent with my working out and I've pushed myself in ways this year that I'm satisfied with. It may not be super dramatic, but I mean, look, for me doing the 10K, I'd never done that distance, um, and how my body felt afterwards and how it bounced back, I'm pretty ecstatic. So, you know, from a workout standpoint, things are good. From an eating standpoint, I'm happy with the way that I'm eating. Um, And the other thing, like the thing that really helps with weight loss is you make the majority of your meals at home. The more you make your food at home, it seems to be the better off that you do. Now, that doesn't mean that you just eat at home and have a bunch of snack foods around and stuff like that. Like, we have snacks in the house. I have snacks in the house that I like to eat. I have snacks in the house, like, with with my son, like, throw him the barbecue chicken thin crust pizzas and the TGI Fridays honey barbecue wings throw him those things all the time. The other thing with him though is first and foremost, when he's not hungry, when he's full, he stops eating. And he doesn't just eat out of boredom. So those are underlying things with him that make me realize, okay, we're doing this the right way with him. And he's still like, he's still, he loves, like he loves, he'll eat apples like they're going out of style and he'll eat when I make dinner, you know, he'll eat the jambalaya that has a lot of vegetables in it. He'll eat the green beans with the steak. It's not real. He's not real big on carbs. Like just naturally isn't other than pizza and, uh, Reese's pieces. But the important thing is, is like, he doesn't when he's not hungry. He stops eating. So, and he's at that age now. I mean, at 15, you know, here's the thing, guys, um, guys and girls, guys have body image issues too. The way things are marketed at women at some point along the way, they were like, there were always things that were marketed at men too, but at some point along the way, they realized that they could market the same way they do to, to women's insecurities. They could do the same thing to men and they could develop body image issues in men. When you pair how things are marketed to people's environment, it creates this lifelong thing of never feeling like you measure up. So we, and we've had, I mean, I I think the biggest thing my wife and I have been able to do for him is we've just been able to model, like, it's okay to eat the stuff that you want to eat. Just, you know, we don't, we actually don't have a ton of conversations about nutrition and eating quote unquote good and bad. Like we just make sure that the stuff that's here is a mix of stuff he'll eat and the mix of mix of the healthier stuff. 
So, but, you know, I, I mean, so that, the, that's kind of been the other thing this year is it's really hit me that, you know, and I talk about this a lot too, is that if you, kids will look to the people they live with as the role models for not just eating and exercise, but like life. So they see what you do and it's more about what you do versus what you say. And, you know, that's been, there's, there's just been so many things this year. Um, and I told you guys a couple of weeks ago, I had a trip with my son where we went down, spent some time with my aunt and uncle and my cousins while my wife was flying in. She had to do some work in Nashville. So rather than have her, she was going to fly into Nashville, stay with them for a few days and then fly up to Cincinnati. And it was like, we, we were in a situation where we could actually, this was before school started. So we could drive down for a few days. So we met up with her. So I got to see her for a couple more days versus she being in Nashville, us being in Cincinnati. And I always tell my aunt and uncle, I'm going to come see him and we never do. So outside of holidays. So like we took the road trip down, but I mean, just getting to talk to him about various things. Um, and it was just a conversation like, you know, I don't, I've, I've found with parenting, like we've, we've done a, I think we've done a pretty good job of having an open dialogue with him. Um, so that we, and I don't, I don't pride, I don't prod, uh, or poke or, or have to fish too much for information. I mean, typically like he ends up telling me eventually. (laughs) So I have a pretty good idea of what's going on. But we uh, we have our sources and our ways to keep stay on top of it too, to stay on top of him too. So just in case he's listening, I don't think he listens to his dad's podcast. I certainly don't think he listens to it fifty minutes in. So I think I'm good. Um, but yeah, it, it's been a great year um, on so many different levels, and this isn't like like this is just the stuff that I focus on now, and the weight literally is just such a minimal part of, of the weight loss thing for me. But I was excited because it was like, yeah, I was consistent with the effort and that whole plateau that a lot of times people will, will make, uh, will try to, to make, uh, reasoning, you know, just talk about reasons and excuses and such for, and, and apologize for on a week to week basis. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's happened, but like there's so much other stuff that's going on. And I'm happy with the way that, that things are going, not only from like the action standpoint, but I'm, you know, I'm fine with where the scale is. So, but anyway, (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. Um, Steve, thank you for the topic idea and, uh, and, uh, any comments or questions that you guys have, please, uh, you, you can shoot me a message on Instagram. I'm at your level fitness. Um, yeah, go ahead. If if you're not already, make sure I get everything correct. I'm and I, as I said the other night on my podcast with Bo, I like I'm horrible. I'm good with names. I'm horrible with with uh, Instagram handles and social media things. So if you're not connected with Steve already, go and uh, check him out. He's at gymnative forty seven on Instagram. Thank you so much for the topic. Thank you guys for listening, and I will talk to you again real soon.